0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of ACUMA, its Board of Directors, its management staff, or its members. The podcast discussion presented is conversational in nature and for general information only.
1: Hello, welcome to Actives On Point Podcast, a series focused on sharing the stories of people who are making a positive impact in the credit union mortgage industry. I'm your host, Peter Benjamin. Hey, we have a special episode for you today. Uh, We're coming to you live from our Louisville workshop. Uh, So far, the workshop's been absolutely fantastic. Now, joining me is two special guests. First up, we have Bernie Shavira. ABP Mortgage Lending Originations with Define Mortgage Solutions. Bernie,
2: how you doing? I can't complain. It's a great morning in Louisville.
1: That's right. I can't complain. I like it. And also, the infamous, the famous. Everybody loves her. Carolyn Morgan Besser, AVP Mortgage Originations with Affinity Federal Credit Union. Carolyn, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Peter. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Hey, I, I, I want to dive into your thoughts about the workshop. Before we do that, let's pause and, and bring Justin in. Justin, what uh, walk us through some things that's happening over at Acuma, the events, all the latest and greatest, but more importantly,
0: annual. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, I mean, we're on our last in-person event until annual, which has been really exciting. We've had our two summits uh, that were in what it was April and May. and then we had our workshop back in March in Dallas and now we're here in Louisville for this workshop. It's, it's been a busy first half. It has. Um, we kicked off the podcast this year. So yep. we have a lot of new, like, online education opportunities just for people to take advantage of and really get into it. Uh, inside tracks, fast tracks. So those have all been happening as well. The next big thing we set our sights on is annual. Uh, we were really excited to open registration right before we came out here. So that was really exciting. And then annual is going to be taking place in National Harbor yep. this year, October 1 to October let's just, 4. Let's just say D.C. I know. It, you know it's so hard because like national harbor you look out over the water you see virginia on, on your left and then you see dc on your right i mean it's definitely the dc area if you've never been to dc or the dc metro area as we like to say it for those that live there uh, there's something to see um it's one of my favorite things just getting to wake up kind of go downtown sometimes see the monuments i don't have to read about it look anymore sure so it's really cool sure That's awesome.
1: Now, you mentioned the podcast. Thank you very much for mentioning that. Nice little plug. You mentioned the fast tracks. You mentioned inside tracks. But you also forgot to mention that this year we also rolled out
0: Oh. the the, the Acumen Insights. Oh, Acumen Insights. Yeah. So we created. So we've had Washington Insights since last year. Yep. And then one of our big initiatives was just to create more more value, more for our members. And so we rolled out policy policy insights around the beginning of the year, and then just recently, I think we're on our second issue, and I, next week the third issue comes out of Market Insights. Mm, yep. Um, and so that's really cool as well.
1: Yeah. What we're trying to do, we're just trying to be present in our, our members' day to day and help them navigate. You know this market and the next market to come, but also really advise them on the things that are impacting them and what could potentially impact them down the road. So, love policy insights, love what we're doing. But, anyways,
0: but there's one more thing we cannot forget. This one, it's. Young Professionals Network. Oh yeah. Cameron's done an amazing job. She has. uh, Really proud of her. Really proud of her. So she's been spearheading the Young Professionals Network. Uh the next quarterly meeting I think is in September. I believe that's right. That sounds right. Yeah. So uh be on the lookout. Uh just check out emails if you're not part of the Young Professional Network. Subscribe to it in the community, it's definitely there. And then it's also uh we'll send out emails letting everybody know what when what's happening and it's on the um it will be on the website as well. Okay, great. You know, she might a little mad at us, the fact that we
1: didn't know when the next one was. Especially you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially me, because I'm the one that has to put it on the website. Okay. We, we won't tell her. and We won't, we won't have her me. listen to this episode. Uh, anyways, I'm going to turn my sights back to, to Bernie and Carolyn. Again, thank you for being here. Uh, I guess, first up, what are your thoughts about Louisville, your experience so far at the workshop? Just kind of lay it out. Well, Actually, ladies first. Carolyn, we'll start with you.
3: Thank you. For me, always coming to an Acuma event is an education and a, and a way to reconnect with old friends. <clears throat> Bernie being. One one of them, you being another. Justin is a new friend. Uh, the city is beautiful. The hotel is amazing, as always. Any Acumen event, the, the um, hotels are always great. But the content for me is always, I always go back to the credit union with ideas. My pricing committee kind of cringes when I tell them I'm coming to an Acumen <laughs> event because they know I'm going to be asking for the sun, the moon, and the stars, and nine times out of ten they grant it to me so for me it's always worth my my time to come here
1: that's awesome that's awesome bernie
2: i would agree with carolyn i think you know you have a lot of history in this city we talked about that a little bit as a group yesterday and it's just wonderful to be a part of this event here in this historic city and this historic hotel and You know, I have some history with the credit union industry, and so we get to see familiar faces, we get to collaborate with old friends, and especially in times like that, what we're living through right now in our industry, it's so important for us to continue to share ideas, share struggles. And be able to learn from one another to become better as a whole. And I think this is a great avenue through the workshops, which are more intimate than the annual, to to get to do that even more. So I, I, su- I enjoy the workshops so much more, and I've been attending for many, many years, and I'll keep attending.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So we, we, we talked about the content. We talked about the experience. You know, so, and and we, we wrapped up day one, and I thought it was awesome. It truly did. But what, you know, what was your favorite part? about day
2: one? Favorite part of day one, I mean, it has to be the, I'm a little biased (laughs) because I did help facilitate the the round table. But I will tell you, those are my favorite sessions. We get to really, again, just share so many ideas in in a short period of time. And once you get, you know, going, all of a sudden, it's a big brainstorming session. You get to, again, collaborate and and share some uh, great tactics and ideas that, you know, when you're hearing it from... A different perspective. Sometimes it clicks. Sometimes you finally figure out a way to pitch that idea in the right manner so that you can get it done. If that's what you're trying to do.
0: Right, right, right. I've yeah. talked to this, I've talked to so many people at to, at the workshop here, and that that is one of the things that we keep hearing. Uh, it's it's like a sounding board. Is that they just love the credit union roundtable um, portion because they get to come together, they get to collaborate, as you said, share ideas, hear you know what's working for others, what's not, how they did it, what their approach was, and really just kind of come to that solution. So I I really love that that was your favorite part, too.
1: And Carolyn, I'm sure that you're going to say the same exact thing, aren't you?
3: I am going to say the same exact thing, but I'm going to say when you leave here, you have people you can reach out to to help you implement the ideas that they've brought forth. So we don't have a real social media presence, but the people at my table did as did several other tables in the credit union. So I wrote down everybody's name, and I'll be reaching out to them. And I know for a fact, because I've done it before, that they will be willing and ready to help me when I get back to my office next week.
1: Right. I mean, I think the one of the reasons why I love the roundtable so much... You know, in a quick little plug about Acumen. You know, it's, it was these roundtables at this workshop were or, or the, or the foundation for why we started our summits, which were new event types this year. You know, just a day full of roundtable discussions. But the reason why I like it is that if someone is actually paying attention and is contributing to the conversation, I mean, Bernie, you mentioned it yesterday, that you can walk away with products. You could walk away with everything you need to know about everything you need to know about How to design a product that is perfect for your borrowers, your location, etc. At the same exact time, we, we heard it yesterday, you often hear tough love. You also hear hey guys, if you're not doing this, you really should be doing this. Uh, you know, so I, I, I won't mention the person's name, but they basically were saying, hey, if your, your marketing department's not talking about mortgage, when we get out of this market, you're going to be behind. You, you got to push for this. Even though it's a tough time, you're focused on deposits, you still have to stay front and center. And it was refreshing hearing that because that's part of the conversations we have regularly is how can we move the needle forward? How can we help each other be better and some of it's tough love and i kind of i i when when this person said it brought a smile to my face because that's what these these events are about so awesome awesome so we have another day of of awesome content what are you looking for forward to today
2: you know, today, I think I'm just looking forward to making more contacts through the interactions, because to the point made earlier by Caroline, I think we all can take away some great uh, partners in collaborating. And I met some new people that I have never met before that have some great ideas that I want to follow through in, in, in meeting um, and collaborating with them. So I think today is, since this is our last day here, I, I definitely want to get those those numbers, that information. And uh, We talked about it during the roundtable, if you hear a great idea, something, that you want to learn more about make sure you get that that person's information that you can follow up with later on we don't want to have all this great stuff and here. We want to take that with us and continue to put it to work. And I think that's important. So to me, it's making sure I have an action plan as to what it is that I want to implement, who do I want to talk to, and take that information away with me to make sure that I do something with that.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Carolyn?
3: I know this is going to sound strange, but I'm actually looking forward to Michael Christian's presentation because I always go away with a lot of new compliance information. It's a tough subject, um, but he, he keeps it interesting, factual, and again, I can Always reach out to him with questions later. So, for me, the benefits of coming here, are, are, you can't even put a price on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he and he does a very good job of taking a tough topic, compliance in general. And, and, and he, he he can make it fun.
3: Super tough. Super tough topic. And he does make it fun. You're right.
1: Yeah, for me, it's I, I think this the DEIA session that we, we had at the Dallas workshop, which is very much going to be similar to what we, the one we have here in Louisville, I, I'm... Going out on a limb and saying it was probably one of the, the highlights of that entire workshop. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing if there's new ideas and new new thoughts brought up through that that panel. It's not exact. It's not the entire same panel. It's a few people are the same, but looking forward to. It. I think that's going to be a good one.
0: I th- I agree. I think everybody's going to take something more away from that one uh, as well. I know when we had the DEI the DEIA um, sessions at the summits as well. Um, those were huge value. Like so much value came from those. Um, I got to sit down and talk with uh, the speaker back then. And I was just like, I was like, I've heard it all. I was like, this, this was awesome. And so we get to hear some of that from the panel of speakers that we have as well, and like what they're doing to really influence the DIA initiatives within the credit
1: union space. Okay. Awesome. Last question uh, before we pivot to, uh, I guess, the, the second segment of our, our, our podcast. And it, it's more of a look forward, and it's your opportunity to create FOMO for people who are not here. But why, why should people attend an ACUM event? Why, why should that credit you mortgage professional, whether they are – A member or non-member credit union, why should they be here? Why should they, if they couldn't make it here, why should they come to our annual conference? Carolyn, you go first.
3: I'm so happy you asked me to go first. Sorry, Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why you should come to the annual event, if you've never been to one, I can honestly say you will make lifelong connections. You will make friends and and industry contacts and be able to network with them not only at the Conference, but forever. I reach out to people I met years ago. I've been coming to Acumen Benz for probably 14 years. And I have people I've met since then till now that I reach out to for product knowledge, uh, implementation ideas, systems, if you're putting new hardware or software in, what they're using, LOS, POS, uh, pricing engine. Nobody is going to be more honest with you or help you more than somebody who's been through it in the credit union space. So for me, coming to these events is never a waste of time. It's always educational and it's always beneficial. And I go home, my brain is full Of of knowledge that was never there before.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Bernie.
2: Caroline didn't leave me much to add to that. I could say ditto and and do a great job. Um, I agree with everything you said, and I I would say you're going to learn something new. If you show up to these events, you're going to make a new friend, a new partner, and you're going to learn something new. And if you're looking to solve problems, which is what we do each and every day, you're going to find solutions, whether it's, again, a systems issue, process, product, You're going to learn something new and find ways to solve your problems.
1: That's awesome. All right. Well, it's about time for us to pivot to, I would consider it on a regular basis, my favorite part of our podcast. Now, this part of the podcast, we do fun facts. We do trivia. Sometimes we play Jeopardy. Sometimes they even let me do dad jokes uh, today because we're on site in Louisville. Uh, I thought we'd just do some fun facts, a little trivia about... The, the beautiful city of Louisville. Now I'll, I I may ask you questions, I may ask you to guess, but primarily it's just, let me just throw out some interesting facts I found about this location along the way, as I was, as I mentioned yesterday, I do a lot of research about the city that we're going to, just so I understand. And here's some things I found the most interesting. Uh, To start, you know, so disco balls. We we all know what disco balls are, right? I I didn't realize that they still make disco balls, but they still make disco balls. Did you know that 90% of the world's disco balls are produced in Louisville.
3: I had no idea. Yeah,
1: I wanna know why. <laughs> so they're they're actually made by a company called National Products and they're probably three blocks away from where we are right now. Ninety percent of the disco balls are created right here in Louisville. It's all China. the
2: bourbon just keeps the party
1: going. <laughs> that's right. That's right, that's right. Uh, I didn't even know there's I mean it's good to know there's still a need for 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 Disco balls, but that's that's it's still a staggering number that ninety percent come out of out of this this town. Now, next next fun fact I found out was all right. So, The Great Gatsby, right? Oftentimes, where you whether you read the book or you, or you saw the movie or the move one of the movies there's two different versions of it. It's it's always filmed in. Or based in New York, but but it was actually based off an experience that F. Scott Fitzgerald had here in Louisville at the Seelbach Hotel, which is I want to say about eight blocks just south of us he came here he had such an amazing time the parties were the party that he experienced was what otherworldly as he described it and it actually gave him the inspiration for the great gatsby which is interesting because it's it's all new york so he's who i have to thank for having to read that book like nine (laughs) It, it was that that one that one party that he Came to in Louisville at the Sealbox that you have to think. Yep, I say it comes back to the bourbon. I think he had a great. Time. <laughs> yeah, it did. comes back to the or the mint julep or something like that. And we right? did
2: see that. I, I remember seeing. It, we went to the hotel bar and we saw that Gatsby um, bar that they had. So.
1: Did you really? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it awesome?
2: It was not open, so we didn't go inside. But it looked awesome. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's actually that's that's pretty neat. This is an interesting. It's it's not really a fun fact, but I'm sure you guys have heard this. So I, I found this very interesting, though, is that today marks the 100th anniversary of the Brown Hotel, where where we're staying, where the event's being held. It's also considered the number one haunted place in Louisville. Have, just out of curiosity, did you guys experience any, anything weird at the? At the
2: I have though? not, unfortunately. I wish I hadn't heard that. When <laughs> We were flying in because I would have had no issue but just knowing that uh, from someone in the plane mentioned it and every night I kept hearing noises and I thought okay here we go I'm going to see something and I never saw anything but every time I heard a noise I was thinking okay here it comes. It's just the
1: old building it, it settling It is though. yeah. I, I don't know like, I was talking to one of the guys um, I'll just say from HomeBot um and he said at 2 o'clock in the morning, it happened two nights in a row, he just heard this loud thumping and banging on his door. And every single time he would get up, and no one was there. And he's like, it was as though someone was trying to break down the door. I was like, it's the ghost, man. I to change rooms. <laughs> I, would have, I probably would have also. He just thought it was some kids. I was like, 2 o'clock in the morning? At this hotel, I highly doubt it was kids. I highly doubt it was kids. Maybe big kids, you know. (laughs) Maybe big kids. Maybe big kids. All right, so this one's probably a little controversial, but I'm going to throw it out. Because oftentimes when you think of the cheeseburger, you think of like maybe, was it Lou's Lunch in Connecticut? But apparently, the birthplace of the cheeseburgers here in Louisville, Kalen's restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, founded or, or I guess created the first cheeseburger in 1934. And all it was was just two pieces of bread, American cheese, and just some ground beef. But
3: I had no idea. The birthplace of the, not only bourbon, but cheeseburg. <laughs> yeah. I thought you
1: were going to go
2: with, like, fried chicken, you know, KFC. I, I, That's the first thing my kids said. Hey, you're going to have some
1: KFC. <laughs> I, I am disappointed. I haven't seen a single KFC since we've been here. Same here. I've not seen
0: one yet. Now, granted, Peter did see, because uh, they have all kinds of mural paintings on the buildings around here. And he saw one with Colonel Sanders, and he goes, I bet you the Kentucky Fried Chicken in Kentucky is so much better.
1: Well, all right, so, so hear me out of this. Hear me on this. You know, Chick-fil-A, you know, it, it's... I mean, I, I have little kids, so we
0: eat Chick-fil-A a lot, right?
1: But apparently, like, the, the Chick-fil-A in Atlanta, like, the, the 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 original one, apparently it's, like, a, a full-size diner that has not just, just nuggets and tenders and sandwiches. They have, like, chicken pop pie. They have all these other things. And I was kind of hoping for that experience when we came here. I was like, go to the original Kentucky Fried Chicken, and maybe they'll have other things besides whatever's on their normal menu. But... I haven't seen a single one, so I, I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll do two more. Uh, in 1893, Milfred and Patty Hill—they were just kindergarten teachers. Again, 1893, they wrote the world-famous song "Happy Birthday to You." Louisville, Kentucky. And this this is also an interesting fun fact because tomorrow is our Cameron's birthday. And so we're not going to sing, well, we're definitely not going to sing on this podcast. Not on the podcast. Not, definitely not on the podcast. But just to be fair, when you see her, just wish her a happy birthday. I will. And for yeah. those of you who are listening, email her. Happy birthday. <laughs> say happy birthday against tomorrow. So, yeah, 1893, happy birthday, Milford and Patty Hill, kindergarten teachers, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, which I found it very interesting. And I think I had one more.
2: I just hope they are st-
1: the family's still getting royalties from everyone who's singing, singing that song. <laughs> oh, man, we probably owe a lot of money. Right. Probably owe a lot of money. All right, so last one. This one I actually found very interesting because I couldn't figure out why this was considered East Coast time. Do you know why it's considered East Coast time? I have no idea. Because technically, this is in the central time zone. Okay. Technically, this is considered central time zone. Where where the, the, the physical city of Louisville is located, it's in the central time zone. But it goes by the eastern time zone because General Electric influence the change just for the city because they wanted to be in the same time zone as their headquarters, which is located in Connecticut. Really? Really. Wow. I have noticed
2: it that The sun sets very late out here. It's 9 p.m. and the sun's still up. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, we were we were walking home
0: last night. It was just a little after 9 and it was bright as day.
1: Yeah. 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 And then we want to meet Lee to bed. Yes, we do. Immediately to bed. We <laughs> immediately. We sure that's right. It was a school night. It was a school night. So that, that's it. That, those are all the, the the interesting facts or the fun facts I found out about Louisville. Uh, again, just things I like doing is, is just learning as much as I possibly can about a city. Anyways, Bernie, Carolyn, thank you very much for taking time just out of your morning and, and, and gracing us with, with your time here on our fun little podcast. We really enjoy putting this together, and you know especially when we're on site being able to get you know the insight and in, in your thoughts on the your experiences, it means a lot to us. It, it truly does. Justin, thank you very much for for I guess being co host today. Of course, okay, awesome. And and to everyone else, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, be on the lookout for all the latest and greatest news coming out of Acuma. But also, don't forget registration for our annual conference is open. It, this is going to be an event that you're not going to want to miss. Other than that, everyone. Take care and we'll uh, catch you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time at the Acuma On Point podcast. If not already, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. For more great episodes and information, be sure to visit us online at acuma.org. And to get the latest updates, head over to our LinkedIn page.